0: Hey friend, thanks for listening to the Fixate Phoenix podcast. We are praying that you are blessed by this week's message. If you would like to partner with the future of Fixate, you can visit fixatephx.com slash give. God, thank you for every person in this room. Lord, I pray that as we open up your words today, uh, you would expose what you need to expose, convict where you need to convict, comfort where you need to comfort, and uh, God, we give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise in the midst of it, and the church said, amen. amen. Head into this Christmas season, have you ever received a gift that was very close to what you wanted, but it wasn't exactly what you wanted? Okay, just take a moment to think about that uh, question. When I was uh, 12 years old, I had one gift that I wanted. It was a very specific gift, and I was very specific with my parents of the gift that I wanted to receive, and it was this. It was NCAA 2003 College Football EA Sports. That's the key. Walk downstairs, we're talking about the Christmas story. My parents are reading the story. Quite frankly, as a 12-year-old, I could not care less about the Christmas story. All I wanted to do was open up this gift with the game that was going to be in there and play that game for the rest of Christmas break. I am the youngest child, so I get to open up gifts first. So the first one, I know which one is the PlayStation 2 game, okay? PlayStation 2, greatest console there is. Don't at me, all right? So I get not EA Sports College Football. It was this, NCAA 2K3 Football. There is not enough groan in this auditorium right now because many of you weren't even born when this game came out. But to help you understand, this was a travesty. Okay? This was a catastrophe. The difference in the gameplay between these games was very disappointing. Now, as a 12 year old, I was not the most emotionally intelligent, but I was intelligent enough to not make my parents feel bad because they bought me the wrong game. But I did want to have a little bit of edge to me that day to kind of let them know you got me the wrong game. Like, it was so close but so far away. Now, since some of you, you don't get this analogy at all, because you don't care about college football, or you weren't alive yet, I'm going to give you a couple other examples. Imagine you have a friend, and your friend says, I'm at the store, is there something you want me to pick up? And you say, I want double- and then they get home, and then this is what you get. <laughs> That's how I felt, okay? Chocolate sandwich cookies, great value, no value, Okay? I wanted double stuffed Oreos. Some of you, I think most of you have gotten this, but one more just fun example. It's Christmas morning, you walk downstairs, you're a young kid, there's just this smell permeating the air, and you have an expectation that it is well crisp bacon. And then right when you walk downstairs, this is what you get. A-sports college football. Now why do I talk about this? It's because no matter who you are, no matter where you come from, no matter if you're into church or this is your first time at church in a really long time, or your first time ever in church, every single one of us has a heart and a desire to experience peace. And many of us get really close to peace, but we don't actually experience the peace that I believe that God wants for us. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. How do I experience a pits a little crazy? Now, if you don't have a definition or a vision for what you're pursuing, it can be difficult to experience that in which you want to pursue. So when I look at uh, peace in the dictionary definition, here's the definition of peace. It's freedom from disturbance. Now, this sounds right. This sounds amazing. This sounds good. This sounds like what we should pursue. It sounds like what we should chase after. This is our expectation. You see, our problem is not our desire for peace. The problem is the way we pursue peace. And I believe that God wants to give you peace today. And our pursuit ultimately doesn't lead us to the peace that we desire. But sometimes it feels so close. And the reason it feels close is because we're searching for it in something that is not necessarily bad. But it's not supposed to give us the permanent peace that God actually has for us today. So walking into church today, I believe there are five different areas that, that for you in your life, it is very easy for us to pursue permanent peace in. And I want to just give those examples for us quickly as context for some of our time today uh, before we dive into God's word and what he has to say. Here's what you think. If I can just get to the right place, if I can get to the right school, if I can get to the right college, if I can get on the right vacation, if I can be at my lake house, or if I can just be warm in the winter, whatever it is, then I will have peace others of you, you're pursuing peace in other people. That's what, if I can just have the right person, if I can just have the right validation from my boss, my coworker, my teacher, my mom, my dad, then I will have permanent peace. One, then I will have peace. In fact, some of you, that's the reason you're at church today, okay? Some of you women or single ladies, you're, you're thinking, I- just God, give me the right person. Give me the right person. Tall, dark, and handsome in Jesus' name. That's what you're praying today. My wife, she prayed for short and really white, okay? <laughs> God answers prayer, okay? Some of you, you, you want peace in being problem-free. You just think like, if I have less problem, and that you're going to have problems. So what you are, you're the type A person, And you're saying, peace is in my control because I'm just, anything I can control, I'm going to do well. I know there are things outside of my control, but if I just do what I need, then I'll have peace. Lastly, some of you, may be this, you just want peace in your possessions. I just want a better car. I just want a good income. In the future, I just want a nice house. And if I can just have that, man, I am going to have peace. Here's what I want you to know today. If you're searching for permanent peace in temporary places, you may get close to having a couple peaceful moments, but you're never going to have a peace-filled life. And most people get a couple glimpses of peaceful moments, and they think that's what they need to constantly pursue, and they miss out on the peace-filled life that God actually desires for them today. So I just want to remind you, peace is not found in a place. Um, because the place you go to, it can turn. Things can get bad. Peace is not found in other people. Some of you, you're praying for a spouse. Eventually, God's going to give you that spouse. Ten years later, you're going to be like, God, why in the world did you give me that spouse? Okay? Like, things can change. Peace is not found in being problem-free. No matter how much you want to control, no matter how much you want to do, no matter how great you think you are and how disciplined and amazing you are, things happen outside of your control. And in the midst of that, God wants to work in your life, even when it is a challenge. And I think we also all, always know that peace is not found in your possessions. The reason I know that, the reason you know that, is if you, if you watch some Hallmark movies this Christmas, what's the basis premise, the basic premise of every Hallmark movie? There's an exec, man or woman, who loses self in a promotion, then they end up missing their flight, they go into a small town, And they finally relive what Christmas is supposed to be all about, okay? So if you watch a Hallmark movie, you don't even have to watch them now, okay? You got the whole plot right there. This is temporary peace. This is shallow peace. God wants peace for you. That is different. And some of you, I just want to take a moment to encourage you. You're walking in with something. I just want to tell you, God has the ability to give you a peace-filled life. He really does. Some of you, you've been pursuing it for so long, and you believe the lie of the enemy that the only way you're going to experience a peace-filled life is when you rest in peace. Like, if you're being honest, that's really when you think you're going to experience peace. And I just want to tell you, God has something different for you today. Romans chapter 5, verse 1 says this, Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Paul's writing, he's saying peace is given to you by Jesus, alright? That's important for us to know. And he's saying that you can have the peace, uh, peace with God today. Now, I want you to notice, when we read this verse, it says, therefore you've been made right in God's sight by faith. We have peace with God. Okay, so the peace that Paul is talking about is peace with God eternally. That if you don't know Jesus, once you make a decision to follow him, that after you do die, you will experience eternal peace. Eternity's going to be amazing. Like, like heaven's going to be amazing. Don't worry about your power. God's got it taken care of. There's going to be no problems in heaven. You're not going to have a problem with possessions in heaven. Heaven's going to be amazing. Like, Elon Musk money in heaven is like, it's minimum wage in heaven. Okay? You're going to be loaded. It's going to be awesome. But here's the thing. Many Christians won't experience consistent peace until after they pass, but God not only promises peace after we die, he promises peace with us today. peace I want to talk about this morning. And the peace of God, okay? Not peace with God, Peace with God is for anybody who makes a decision to follow Jesus after they die, they're going to have peace with God. The peace of God is something that we find very elusive, something that we really struggle with actually experiencing. This is talking about a daily peace that you can have right now. It says, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Why does peace? says the world tells you that in order for you to experience peace, hope, and fulfillment, you have to chase it in all of those things I talked about earlier. Yet Paul is writing here, if you actually want to experience the peace and the hope that he has for your life when it comes to Christ, it is through Jesus. This is a different promise. You don't just have to have experience peace with God after you die. You can experience the peace of God daily. And that's my prayer. My prayer is that all of you today, that as you head into, maybe it could be a Christmas season that is awesome. Maybe it's a holiday season that's a challenge because there's challenges with your family. That God wants to prepare you today. God wants to prepare you for your life when it comes to this aspect of peace. There's a better way to live. The question is, why don't we experience it? I think for most of us, the reason, one of the reasons we don't experience it is because we pursue uh, not an incorrect definition of peace, but an incomplete definition of peace, okay? So we said earlier that peace is freedom from disturbance. That's how the world lives. That's what culture tells us. Just, just have right circumstance. It uses a term for peace that is far different than what many of us believe that peace actually is, Jesus uses the term shalom. And shalom, this is the definition it's rest, tranquility, wholeness, completeness, and contentment. Like, I don't know about you. Oftentimes, when I think about peace, that's not exactly the way I think about peace. I think about it more from being peace from disturbance. But see, Jesus essentially tells us that, that peace is not just your process, no matter what's happening on the outside. And that's the life that I want to live, and that's the life I I believe you want to live as well. For a more accurate definition, I believe peace is not just freedom from disturbance. It's freedom within the disturbance. You see, you can experience the peace of God today no matter what you're facing. You can experience the peace of God today no matter how dark your life is right now. Even when you're frustrated, even in the midst of your darkest moments, even in the midst of a challenge today so how do we unwrap the gift of peace daily if you're taking notes i would encourage you to write this down we have to recognize and understand that peace is found a person and the person is not your instagram crush okay it's jesus that is where peace is found and some of you you're not into church and you're like man that is just the typical answer that church people give right whenever you ask a question what's the answer jesus right But I want to help build a case today of why I believe this is true, especially from what we see in Scripture. You see, if you want a temporary peace, you pursue something that's temporary or can be taken away. If you want permanent peace, you pursue something that is permanent that cannot be taken away, and that is the love of Christ. You need a solid anchor that's going to help give you peace. If the source of your peace is your bank account, that can change. If the source of your peace is your job, that can change. If the source of your peace is your family, that can change. Like, no matter what you're facing today, no matter how great your life is, anything can change. blesses us with those things because he loves us. But even if those things are not taken away, and even if you have the most problem-free life, man, there's always something that has the ability to disappoint us. God is a firm foundation. Jesus is an anchor to our faith, and he wants to give you a permanent peace this morning. Here's what he says in John 14. Jesus said this, Peace I leave with you do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. So, quick context. Jesus is talking to his disciples. They're looking sad. Jesus has continually said, time after time after time after time, I'm going to die and I'm going to leave. That's why his disciples are sad. They don't want Jesus to leave. So Since Jesus knows that they they don't want him to leave, he wants to help provide them peace. And the way he does it is he says, you know, I'm going to leave this peace with you. As the world gives, do I give to you? I mean, this is a truth that was written thousands of years ago, but it remains to be true today. What is the, the peace that the world provides? All of the things we talked about in those first few moments. But what does Jesus provide? Jesus says, I I provide a peace that is different. It is my peace. It's not your own peace. It's not a peace that you pursue by yourself. It's the peace that Jesus invites you into. Now, some of you, you may be thinking, again, you're not into church. This may be your first time. You're not into this whole God thing. And you're thinking, Josh, like you can take Jesus. I'll take the car. Like, Josh, you can take Jesus, I'll take the house, I'll take the income, and I totally understand that, and I can get that, and I was at that point, and honestly, that is still a temptation, no matter how long you've been following Jesus, all of those things are going to be temptations in our life, but what I love about Jesus is that in the midst of whatever you're facing, he has the ability to transcend whatever you're facing and help provide you peace today. Surely So how do you access the peace from Jesus that he offers you this morning? Practically speaking, how do I experience the peace of God in my life? How do I experience it daily? Well, if you're taking notes, I would encourage you to write this down. Peace is accessible through prayer. If you want to experience peace, pray. If you want more peace, pray. One of the things we say at our church all the time is is we pray first. It is the first time a person that before I go to anybody else, before I even talk to my spouse about it, my good friends about it, I am going to God first because he is the giver of all wisdom. He wants to speak to me. He wants to provide peace to me. So I want to pray. I want to connect with God through prayer. That's why in Philippians chapter 4, we read verse 7. Let's read verse 6. It says, don't be anxious about anything does that describe your life constant state of worry going from one place to the next and you're wondering how in the world do i get out of this lifestyle but in every situation every situation not just the big situation the small situations by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to god peace happens when people pray like that's what happens You see, it takes the same energy to worry or pray. The difference is when you worry, you're going to experience stress. When you pray, you experience peace. If you want to experience the peace of God daily, we connect with God daily. Because he wants to give it to you this morning. He wants to give you peace. So here are just like two practical peace tips for you today. The first is this pray first. I talked about it earlier, um, but these are what I call like shotgun prayers. Before you do something, pray. Before you step into that meeting, pray. Before you step into that Christmas holiday with your cousin that annoys you, you pray. Before you step into that test, you pray. You build up constant connection. Why? Because prayer is not just taught God where he wants to give us peace. It's a relationship. The second one is this. Schedule prayer. I know some of you may not be big schedule people, um, but I would just encourage you, set out certain pieces and times of your day every single day and say, I'm not going to miss this time. Uh, Like God, I'm placing you first in my calendar at this point so that I can connect with you and be engaged with you. God wants to connect with you and peace is as close to you as your next prayer. Here's the next piece. Um, when it comes to us and when it comes to our life, I believe that peace knows there's a purpose, okay? Peace knows there's a purpose. What I love about this verse and what I love about um, Philippians and what I love about Paul is that Paul was not writing this um, from like a beachside bar when he was just drinking a good drink, okay? Paul was writing this from the bars of prison, okay? He was literally saying, instead pray about everything. I mean, what an incredible example for us this morning. So I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what you're walking through. I don't know if you've been in prison lately. If, if you have, that's okay. We're glad you're here. But God has the ability to give. Paul is writing this as an example for all of us to say, if I can have peace here, you can have peace as well. And what Paul also knew is that God had a purpose for him, even when he was in prison. And God has a purpose for you even when you don't feel peace because your outside circumstances don't feel great. In fact, some of the greatest things that God is ever going to do in you and through you is in some of your darkest moments because you have the ability to be an example wherever you go with your family, with your friends, and people are going to look at you. And they're going to know what's going on in your life. And they're going to ask the question, how in the world are you responding the way you're responding right now? Why? Because you look so different than everybody else. And the reason is because you're not pursuing what everybody else is pursuing. You're pursuing a permanent peace, not a temporary peace. Here's what Jesus said in John 16, 33. Jesus is looking at his boys and he's saying, I know you guys are worried again. Two chapters ago, he's talking about peace. He's bringing it up again. Here on earth, Jesus gives us a really incredible promise here. He says, here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. That's awesome, okay? But take heart because I have overcome the world. So what's Jesus saying? Peace comes from me. That's why it says that you may have peace in me because peace is found in a person. It's found through Christ. The reason we can experience this peace, God, is the giver of peace, You see, when Jesus died, he was resurrected, and he was sent up into heaven. Jesus is now sitting at the right hand of God the Father, and it says in Scripture that Jesus is interceding for you right now to God. Like, how much more does Jesus want the peace of God to be in your life than even you wanted in your life? Jesus is up in heaven right now, and he knows your name. He knows what he's saying. I so desire that they would experience the peace of God of God. And some of you, I believe he's just looking at you and saying, stop pursuing peace. Stop pursuing hope. Stop pursuing fulfillment in areas that are never going to fully and finally satisfy you the way my love has the ability to do so. So what are you pursuing today? And are you pursuing a temporary peace or are you pursuing a permanent peace? Back in 2011, there was an art teacher, she gave a prompt, she she told her students, I want you to draw and uh, create a piece that that defines peace to you. And uh, so essentially, here's what everybody did. They drew sunsets, they drew lakes and beaches and beautiful places all over the world that many of us would look at and say, yes, that is a very peaceful moment. But the one that won had nothing to do with a sunset, had nothing to do with a beach, had nothing to do with any of those. The one that, one, had thunderstorms and rain all over it, and uh, I look at this, and I don't necessarily think this looks like the most peaceful picture, circle, where there's a picture of a dove where she's covering her nest um, and, like, her little babies, and it shows us, like, this is the picture of peace in today's world. This is a picture of what God has for you. Man, storms are going to come, rain's going to come, there's a lot of different things that are going to happen, but in the midst of it, you have shelter from the storm because of Christ. Peace is not found in the absence of storms, it's found in the midst of your storm. And peace that surpasses all understanding, and here's what's awesome. Then your peace can be extended to other people. Okay? So your peace is given to you by God, and it is now able to be an example to the people you love the most. When peace is found in a person, it's accessed through prayer, and you start living out this purpose in your life, you're going to be able to extend this type of love to the people who surround you. And this is when change begins happening in families, relationships, in cities, in schools, in said, and do what he said. Like when people actually live this out in their life and have a desperate hunger to experience more of God, they live in a different way. And that's why one of my challenges and encouragements for you is that this place, this space, this house has a peace on it. Like there is a grace in this room and if you can't feel it, man... It is evident from the worship team and the people who are here who just have a desperate hunger for God. And I just believe that as God gathers more people in this space and God gathers more people in your community and your relationships and your friendships, man, God wants to use you to extend peace to other people. And man, this this peace doesn't just stay here. Like this peace is the opposite of Las Vegas, okay? What happens here doesn't stay here. What happens here goes to every place you go. And God wants to use you where you are. And God is already doing that in an incredible way through all of you and at this church. One of the practical ways um, that we can experience peace is is obviously through Jesus. Peace is found in a person. And uh, I just wanna take a moment kind of as we wrap up. uh, You've been listening, but you still don't necessarily feel like you can experience this peace that God provides today. And you feel like it's elusive, you feel like it's something that you gotta find, you feel like it's something you gotta chase after. And uh, I just wanna share a story that hopefully is an encouragement for you. Um, We got anybody in the room who uh, is notorious for losing things? Got anybody? Okay, about four of us who are confident enough. Okay, there's more of you, all right? Um, I don't lose things for a long period of time, but when I lose things, it's like the annoying amount of time when you lose something. Like it's like four to five phone, my wallet, my keys. My brother-in-law works at Apple. He's always trying to get me like one of those Apple AirTags or whatever. I probably should do it um, because it would eliminate some frustration in my life. But a few years ago, uh, I lost my phone. And I'm at my house, and I knew I had had my phone in the house. So I just start going through all that stuff you do when you lose something, right? You know, everybody asks you the question that you never want to get asked, where did you have it last? And then you essentially answer, if I knew that, I would have my phone, right? Um, so I start looking, Kitchen, no phone. I look in the couch cushions because that's where everything gets lost, right? No phone. And uh, I'm so frustrated at this point. And my find my iPhone wasn't working. So at this point, I'm just having all these negative thoughts. I'm never going to have a phone again. Like, it's never going to happen. I've lost it forever, right? And I don't know if it had been two hours at that point or three minutes. I'm not sure on the length of time. But I look in my back pocket and I put my hand there. And my phone was in my back pocket this entire time. You see, I was searching for my phone in all of these different places and the very thing I was searching for was on me the entire time, right? And I wanna just take a moment to encourage some of you who are struggling with the peace of God today, you don't have to pursue something that you already have, okay? So what I love about Jesus is he doesn't just say, I'm giving this to you. Jesus, the reason he talks about this in John chapter 16, time and time and time, It is best for you that I go away. Think think about this. Jesus knows that the reason they're getting worried and stressed is because Jesus is going to be gone. (laughs) And now he looks at him and he says, it's good that I'm going away. It's good. Why? Because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. The advocate is the Holy Spirit. The same spirit that raised Jesus once you make a decision to follow Jesus. So Jesus is saying, it's good I'm going away because the Holy Spirit in your heart is better than me even being here physically. And some of us are pursuing things in our life possessions, relationships, whatever it is. And God wants to remind you this morning, you have to stop pursuing all of these different things because I've already given you a peace that surpasses all understanding. These things are not bad. God wants to be a temporary source. You are going to run from relationship to relationship, job to job, and you're going to live a consistent life where you're like most Christians and you don't experience the peace that God truly wants to provide for you this morning. So my prayer for you is that you would experience the peace of God and you would know that if you made a decision to follow Jesus, God is right here. The Holy Spirit is dwelling and living inside of you and he wants to give you that peace this morning. I'm going to invite the band to come on up. And as the band comes up, I just want to ask you one question that maybe will convict your heart or help you this morning. How long are you going to accept less than what Jesus promised you today? Like, how much longer are you going to do it? How much longer are you going to keep pursuing things? And Jesus said, nope, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. Pursue me. Seek after me. Chase after me. Because what does Jesus promise you today? He promises you peace. So accept nothing less. In the midst of your darkest situations, your peace doesn't have to diminish. Even when your bank account is depleted, your peace doesn't have to diminish. Whether there is family tension and drama you peace this morning. And my prayer is that all of you would experience that peace that surpasses all understanding. Would you go ahead and stand to your feet now? I would love to pray for you and just pray, pray a prayer of peace over you this morning, no matter what you're facing. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for every person in this room. And God, we just say thank you for Jesus today thank you for the founder and the perfecter of our faith thank you for the mediator between us and god the father and god thank you for the power of the holy spirit who lives in god i pray for every person who in here who hasn't made a decision to follow you i pray that they know that today is the day today is the day to stop pursuing those things and start pursuing you God, for every person who's been following Jesus for a very long time, I pray that if there's something that is holding them back today, some sin that they keep pursuing, something that that may not even necessarily be bad, but it's not of you in this season, that you would close that door, that you would shut it right now, Lord, and you would have us thank you for the peace with God we'll experience for eternity. But Lord, we pray and we ask and we plead that we would experience the peace of God daily. We don't want, we want a peace-filled life. And God, you want to provide it today. And we thank you for that in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen.